We're continuing our study of Shir La Ma'alot. The next Pasuk says, Adonai Shomrecha. After it says Shomer Yisrael, it says Hashem is the one who watches over you. Hashem Tzilecha Aliyad Yeminecha. Hashem Tzilecha, Hashem is your shadow, Aliyad Yeminecha by your right hand. So obviously this pasuk needs explanation for a few reasons. First of all, just what, what do the words mean? That Hashem is your shadow on your right hand. And it already says Hashem is Shomer Yisrael. So what does it mean when it says, after it says Hashem is the one who watches Israel, then it repeats, Hashem Shomrecha, Hashem watches over you. And then it mentions that Hashem is your shadow. So over here today, I'd like to share with you a very powerful principle in life. It's so powerful that I don't know that we have enough time today to do it. Maybe we'll start today or maybe we'll finish tomorrow. Like I mentioned to you before, Hashem created the world with principles. Physical principles, spiritual principles. And in this Pasuk, there is one of the most powerful principles in our lives. When the Pasuk says, Hashem Shomrecha, Hashem will watch over you. The Pasuk is telling you, Hashem will watch over you. But there's a condition. The condition is, Hashem is your shadow. What does that mean? One more time. That's the way to read the Pasuk. Hashem Shomrecha. Hashem is there for you. But like everything in life, there's a trigger. It's a world of free choice. You decide. What's the condition? Hashem is your shadow right by your hand. He's right there with you. What does that mean? Let me read for you a very powerful statement by the Ora Haim Kadosh in Sefer Devarim Parashat Re'et. Just give you the background of the, of the subject there. It's talking about the halacha of Irni Dahat. Irni Dahat without getting into too much detail, is a city in Eretz Israel that is guilty of idol worship. The majority of the people there served idols. And therefore, the halakha says, the city must be destroyed. You got to burn the city. You got to... All the people who served idols there are put to death. Even the animals have to get killed. Okay, not a, not a very... Uh, very beautiful, pleasant experience. That's what you do with a city. The city has been destroyed because of the idol worship. There's more detail. I'm not getting into it now. Bottom line is, Torah says, you take the city and you burn it. Fine. At the end of this subject, after it tells us that we must destroy the city, Pasuk says, Venatan Lecharahamin Hashem will give you compassion. Veri Hamcha 
and he will have compassion on you. Again, I'll repeat the words. Venatan lecha rahamim. He will give you compassion. Rahamim. Compassion means when a person sees someone in need, someone in pain, and they have the feelings of their pain in them, and therefore they help them. Natan lecha rahamim, Hashem will give you rahamim, verihamcha, and He will have rahamim on you. So it seems like a repetitive language. Natan lecha rahamim, He gives you compassion, verihamcha, and He has compassion on you. What's the difference? Says the Orahaim Kadosh. He says that this subject of destroying this city is a very big problem. For those who fulfill this halakha and come and destroy the city, they're going to have an issue. He says, Ma'asezi, meaning the people who went into the city and fulfilled the mitzvah of the Torah, to destroy it, your lead, their action is going to give birth, which means there is a cause and effect in what we do in this world. When they go into this city and destroy it, that's the action, but there's a cause, your lead. Something is going to be born from that. What is that? Teva ha'achzariyut belev ha'adam which means that the nature of the human heart is what he sees someone in need, someone in pain. So there's a feeling of compassion, a feeling of pain for that person and they'll help him. But when a person goes and acts with such vicious cruelty, right, by destroying and killing and wiping out, so it's going to bring, it's going to give birth in that person's heart feelings of cruelty, which is not, which is the opposite of Rahmanut, compassion. He says, the Orahaim says, Kemo Shesipru Yishmaelim. I know who he's referring to. Some Yishmaelim, they spoke. They spoke to them about this. They called Kat Harutzhim. They're, I don't know, mafia. They're a group of uh, murderers. One, meaning they're hitmen of the king. They developed a great desire. Which means these hitmen that work for the king. The king doesn't like somebody. He doesn't want to take them to court and make a whole thing out of it. What does he do with them? He sends the hitmen and they kill them. They Yishmaelim, he says they spoke over that from this experience once and twice and three times, at some point they developed a great desire for killing people. Which means even though the human has 
a natural compassion for other people's suffering and pain. But if you do things time and time again in the opposite way, you will develop a certain feeling, the opposite of Rahmanut. So he says, and now you're going to be a cruel person. So which means that Hashem is telling you to do a mitzvah to wipe out the city. Fine. But the people who are wiping out the city are going to have a negative effect. They're going to turn from compassionate people to cruel people. So now what? What kind of mitzvah is this? I'm going to give you a mitzvah and you're going to hurt yourself in the future? So therefore he says, Hashem therefore in this mitzvah gives a guarantee. Hashem says to you, I'm asking you to go wipe out a city which naturally will take away your compassion but I'm giving you a guarantee. Hashem says, I will give you compassion. Not that I will have compassion on you. That's not what the Pasuk means. When it says, It means that I will make up the compassion that you're supposed to be losing. Here you are acting in a cruel way and therefore it should give birth to a cruel person. Hashem says, no, don't worry. I'm going to come because you're doing the right thing and you're doing a mitzvah. Despite your actions of cruelty, I'm going to give you the feelings of compassion, so you don't lose your compassion by acting in a cruel way. Oh, beautiful. Oh, Hashem says, I am going to go into your character and I'm going to make a change. Even though it's supposed to be cruel, I'll make you rah rahami. Beautiful. Good. He says, listen to these words. Listen to these words. Mekora Rahamim, says the Orahaim. The source of all compassion, of course, is the Creator who put compassion in us to begin with. He did. He will give a new dosage of Rahamim, just like when a person is lacking blood. They go take him and they put him blood from the outside. Here too, you're going to lack Rahamim because of your action. Hashem says, I'm going to be Mashpia. I'm going to send a dosage of rahamim into your neshama, you'll make up the difference. Good. He says, okay, so that explained the first line. Venatan lecha rahamim. Hashem will make up the rahamim that you're going to be missing. What does it mean? Verihamcha. And he will have compassion on you. What does that, what does that have to do with anything? Says the Orahaim, the Omro Verihamcha, He Irbaze, Tras teaching me, She calls man, She Adam Hubegeder Teva Achzari, that so long 
that a person has a cruelty, a cruel nature in him. That is the way Hashem will act with you. The way you are with others, Hashem will be that way with you. If you are cruel to others, Hashem will be cruel to you. If you have rahamim on others, Hashem will have rahamim on you. She'en Hashem merahem ella lerahman. One more time. En Hashem merahem. Hashem does not give compassion unless the person himself is a Rahman, if he is compassionate. That's what the Pasuk is trying to tell you. Venatan rahamim. Hashem will give you a dosage of compassion to have on others. So he can have Rahamim on you. Because if you don't have Rahamim on others, besides that it's a terrible thing not to have Rahamim, but it's even worse than you thought. It's not just a bad trait. You will lose your ability to receive the Rahamim from Hashem. So therefore, in order for Hashem to give you Rahamim, the first thing is you have to have Rahamim. He'll give you the dosage of Rahamim, and then you'll have your Rahamim on others, and Hashem will help you. This is a very powerful principle. That Hashem will act to you the same way you act towards other people. That's why the Gemara says, listen to these words carefully. The Gemara says, you know, sometimes you have to listen, but sometimes you really have to listen. This one is a really have to listen one. It says, Kol hamerahem ala beriot. Kol. Kol means anyone who has compassion on Beriot. Beriot means people. Beriot even includes animals. Kol amerahem ala Beriot. Anyone who has compassion on God's creations. Merahamim alav minashamayim. They have compassion on him from heaven. Kol means even if the guy is not worthy. That's what, what, does, it, what does it mean? Anyone who has rahamim. It means even a person who is not behaving as a righteous person and may not deserve God's rahamim. But if he is a compassionate person and he has compassion over the creations of God, Hashem will give him rahamim. Vekol, the opposite now, continues the Quran and says, Vekol she'enu merahim ala beriyot. And if someone doesn't have compassion, call. Call means even if you're a great tzaddik, but you don't have compassion over others. You will lose your ticket of collecting Hashem's rahamim. That's what the Pasuk is telling you. Hashem shomrecha. Yes. Hashem tzilecha. He's like your shadow. When you raise your hand to your shadow, 
your shadow raises his hand back. When you move your head to your shadow, your shadow moves his head towards you. Hashem is our shadow. Hashem says, of course, I will watch over you. But make sure that I can emulate your shadow. Because if you're not doing what you need me to do for you, and you're not doing it to others, I will not be there for you. This is your choice. I am Shomrecha, absolutely. I'm with you. But Hashem Tzilcha, I'm with you only when you press the button. And the button is how you are doing the same for others. How far does this go? I have to give you a very scary story. I don't believe that we will be judged in this same manner. I hope not at least. The Gemara says in Masechet Baba Metziah, Rabbeinu HaKadosh, the great Rabbeinu HaKadosh, the one who compiled the Mishnayot. Rabbeinu is one of the biggest tzaddikim in the history of the Jewish people. The Gemara says that one time they brought a calf to slaughter it. They wanted to eat meat. So they brought a calf in order to slaughter it. It says in the Gemara that this calf, realizing they're about to kill it, it went and it hid its head under the jacket of Rabenu Akadosh. You hear that? The calf, knowing where things are headed, it runs to Rabenu Akadosh. I guess he knows who to run to. And he hides his head under the jacket of Rabbeinu HaKadosh. And he was crying. The calf was crying. Amar lo Rabbi. Rabbi told him, Lech. He tells him, go. Lekach nutzalta. For this purpose you were created. Nice. It's true. Hashem created animals. One of the main reasons why there are animals in the world is for us to eat them. So Rabbeinu HaKadosh says, Go! This is what you were created for. Gemara says that in Shamaim they said, Ho'il sinth ve'eno merahem Rabbeinu HaKadosh, that's the way you treat a calf that's coming to you and running to you and hiding his head under your jacket? It's true that animals are meant to be our food. It's true. But the Egel came to you. He's crying. He's going under your coat. He's coming to you for shelter. That's what you do to him? You send him back? Says the Gemara in Shamayim, they decreed, Yavo'o alav yisurim, that Rabbeinu HaKadosh suffered tremendous amount of suffering for 13 years. He had, every time he went 
to the bathroom, he had tremendous pain. Why? Says the Gemara, because he didn't have Rahmanut. He didn't show Rahmanut for this cap. Hashem says, you don't show Rahmanut? I don't have to give you Rahmanut either. When did the 13 years, how did they end? Gemara says that one time, one of the helpers in the house was sweeping the floor of the house and she saw a little few rats and she wanted to sweep them too. Rabbi says, Leave them. We have to have compassion over all of Hashem's creations. At that moment, Gemara says, in heaven they decreed, since he is Merahim, also we will be Merahim on him. It's a very, very, it's a scary story because the scariness of the story is that something so small to such a great man could activate such a terrible reaction. That's the scary part. But let's leave that. Rabbeinu HaKadosh, the great man, is judged on a way higher level than us. But the message of this Gemara is for everybody. It's telling you it doesn't matter who you are. You could be the greatest Sadiq and have had the greatest accomplishments. If you don't show Rahamim in Shamayim, it's not about your righteousness. It's about a nature rule that Hashem made. There's a button in Shamayim to send you Rahamim. The button is called, do you have Rahamim? When you have Rahamim, you open the Rahamim pipe that comes on you. And if you wonder, by the way, if you wonder, so, do I really need Hashem's Rahamim? Do I need Hashem's compassion? Can I survive without it? So let me tell you what the Havot Levavot says. Says the Havot Levavot, and you should know that a person, if he's going to rely on his own deeds and come to Hashem because he's done so much good in his life and therefore he deserves Hashem's compassion and Hashem's kindness and Hashem's blessings, he says he's wasting his time. He says, Hashem, when He rewards someone, even the reward for the good that we do, it's Hashem's Rahamim. Because in reality, we're not even close to giving back what we owe. So even when Hashem gives us, it's because of His compassion. We're not going to be able to go and tell Hashem, look Hashem, look what I've done in my life. Don't I deserve? If you go with that attitude, you might as well check out because you're not looking in the right way. Hashem doesn't owe you. The opposite. The, the amount that we've done in our lives is very small, A, to what we could do. And even if we did what we could do, it's still very small compared to what Hashem did for us. So to come and with demand 
Like you go to your customer and say, here, I have an invoice. You didn't pay. You owe me money. That you could do with your customer. But you come with Hashem and say, listen, Hashem, you owe me. Look how much I, look how I pray. Look how much I give tzedakah. Look how much I, I, I learn Torah. Wasting your time, says Hawot Lebavot. You cannot come in with demands. You want to come and ask? Ask Hashem to give you Rahamim. Hashem will give you from His compassion. Which means that ultimately, all the Birachot in our lives are based on Hashem's compassion. And when we don't have the Biracha, it's because Hashem is not giving us compassion. Now Hashem is the source of compassion. He can give compassion to every single person all the time. There's no boundary to God's compassion. But again, Hashem made the world a place of free choice. And to activate Hashem's compassion, you need to do something. You need to press the button. That button is called, you must show compassion to the people in your life. This is, this is, I would say, one of the most important messages that we can give. And it's so applicable. When we think of compassion, by the way, automatically, we're thinking of the poor guy who's sitting in the street who's crying for your help for $5. Also, there you need compassion. And by the way, also if you can't give money, there is compassion. But we shouldn't forget that compassion, rahamav al kol ma'asav, compassion on all of God's creations, all, even your home. I say even your home. You might think it's the most obvious place. What do you mean? No, even your home. Because very often, the people that are closest to us, like our spouse, our children, our parents, our siblings, are sometimes the ones we have the hardest time showing compassion. The reason is the stranger who's crying to you, you have no history with them, you have no issues with them, they come and they're crying to you. So your compassion naturally comes out to help them. But someone who you have a history with, a spouse that you have a history with, something was done to disappoint you, something was done to hurt you, and now they need compassion. A sibling that maybe isn't acting the way he's supposed to act. A parent that maybe did something that you felt was not appropriate. When you have a history with people, compassion becomes much more difficult. Because now you're dealing with a block. You're dealing with a wall that's blocking your ability to have compassion. And we must realize that it is those people that we are being cruel to and we're not showing compassion. Sometimes, for example, by ignoring a spouse. <laughs> ignoring. For a day. For two days. That's called cruelty. When somebody is suffering because of you, that is called a lack of compassion. 
When you do that to another person, usually it's someone close to you, you don't give silent treatment to a stranger. You give it to someone close to you. You have to know that besides that it's wrong, you have an issue with somebody, figure out how to take care of it. But causing them pain by your silence or by other ways of causing them pain with your words, putting them down, you should know that besides that it's wrong and besides that it's very damaging to the relationship, but the most damage that's happening is to you. You are closing the button to Hashem's blessing in your life. When you don't treat your wife, your ex-wife, your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your children, whether they're great children, difficult children, when you don't treat people with compassion, you're closing the pipe on your own blessings. You think you're this hero that's making them feel the pain that you feel and you're in charge and you feel some sort of power actually. It's like a little power thing. I have power. I can make you miserable by not doing the right thing. Now look, you're suffering. You feel a certain power over the other person. You have to know that you're closing the blessing on yourself. You'll wake up one day and you'll say, why is this happening to me? And the reason why, you caused it. Because you did not show the proper compassion on people in your life. And because you did that, you closed the button on your own compassion. It's an unbelievable principle. We're nowhere near finished or done for today. But you have to know, this principle is a law of nature. Again, it has nothing to do with how righteous you are. You can't say, hey, but I go to shul. But I learn Torah. What about that? This has nothing to do with, this is not a righteousness issue. When Hashem shows compassion to you, it's not about your righteousness. It's not about anything. It's about a certain button that you have to press. And you and I have to take a lot more care in making sure when it comes to Rahamim that we desperately need from Hashem. Like I told you before, without Hashem's compassion, we get nothing. We deserve nothing. In order to make sure that the compassion of Hashem is on us and sends us all the Berachot, we must take note of all the relationships of our lives right now, today, not wait for tomorrow, right now, someone in your house, someone in your office, someone in your family, someone close to you, and you do your utmost to show compassion. Not always can you do what people want from you. I'm not saying that. By the way, by Rebbeinu HaKadosh, it could be he should have taken that, the, the cap to get killed. But maybe he should have been a little more patient with him. Maybe he should have done it in a, who knows, a more kind way. Maybe he did it a little too rough. He didn't show enough feeling for the person. I'm not saying you could always fulfill people's requests. And you could always, you cannot always do what you want. But showing a person rahamim is a tremendous, tremendous button that we need to all press. And if God forbid we are now in the process of 
having this button closed because we're not doing the right things, we're being cruel to people, we should really get up from here today and take upon ourselves that we're going to make that difference. We're going to change it. As hard as it might be, it might be very hard. Because usually when you're cruel to somebody, it's because either they did something to you or who knows what. But it's not worth it for you. It's not worth it. Don't close the bounty of blessing that's on your head. Hashem Shomrecha. She says, Hashem says, I promise you. I will watch over you. I promise you. Hashem Tzilecha. But you can't expect me to watch over you when you are not doing the same for others. This is what the Pasuk means. Tomorrow we'll continue a little more. Have a wonderful day.